the title of my message, if you are taking notes, is no fake fruit. No fake fruit. We're all about new friends, but we are not about the fake fruit. The fake fruit. And uh, Koi, or, oh, it's Josh today. Josh, thank you so much. You can, uh, thanks for the keys. Thanks, brother. Galatians 5, 16 through 25. Galatians 5, 16 through 25. It says, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the desire of the flesh is against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another. Verse 19, now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are sexual immorality, impurity, indecent behavior, idolatry, witchcraft, hostilities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, oh Lord, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but... Paul puts this right in here, and this is where we're going to hang out today. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now to those who belong to Christ Jesus, crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let's follow the Spirit as well. But the fruit of the Spirit, verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, no fake fruit. The world wants to offer an enticing message to us. And the enticing message is if you take this you will be happy. How to get what everyone wants. People are searching. The list of books that I just read, the purpose of doing that is to show us that people are actively searching for how to be happy, for how to get what they want. However, the Bible makes it clear that how to get whatever we want actually comes from the Spirit. It comes from abiding in Jesus. It comes from yielding our lives to him and saying, Jesus, I am yours. I submit my life to you. And letting the Holy Spirit work in us. How does fruit appear in our lives? Fruit appears in our lives by yielding to Jesus. We make the decision to say, I'm dead to sin and I'm alive in Christ. Come on, if you believe that, put it in the chats today. I'm alive. I am alive in Christ. I like what Paul says in these verses that he says, I'm not going to be mastered by the flesh. I'm not going to be driven by the flesh. I'm not going to give my life to the flesh. I'm giving my life over to Jesus, and I'm being guided by his spirit. But how does the fruit appear in our lives? How does it appear? Is it by hard work? What do we have to do? I want to give you four things on how does fruit appear in our lives. Number one, we choose fruit over feelings. Fruit over my feelings. I'm going to say it again. Fruit over feelings. Look at what Paul says in, in, in verse 17. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another. 
so Paul here is laying the groundwork and he's saying, hey, look, it's very normal. Your flesh and your spirit, they're going to be in opposition. You're going to wake up one day and you're going to be all, man, I love humanity. I'm ready to serve. I'm going to, I love my city. I'm excited to be involved in church. I'm going to be nice to everybody that I come in contact with. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be gentle. I'm going to be loving. This is so amazing. And then the next day you're like, I hate people. I never want to see another human being. If somebody talks to me, I'm going to, I'm going to lose it. Right? Like this, this, this is, this is humanity. Uh, my mom, bless her heart. I hope she's watching. If my mom is watching, uh, this is, she's going to love this story. But my mom, my mom is like the most kind, uh, very lighthearted person. She cares for people. She has a really deep love for people, right? And she is just, I, I love my mom. She is the greatest human being. Um, but my mom in a drive-thru is, is a different person. My mom, uh, true story, I remember like growing up, I would be, you know, in the, you know, in the passenger seat, and I'm talking with my mom, and we'd stop to Starbucks, and my mom has ordered the same thing from Starbucks for 30 years. She's ordered a grande, non-fat, no-whip mocha for 30 years, and so she would, you know, we would be in the, in the line, you know, you drive up to, to the line, and, uh, you know, the person from Starbucks says, you know, hey, welcome to Starbucks, how am I take your order? And my mom would say, hey, can I get one grande? non-fat, no whip, mocha. And the person, you know, because the employees are trained to repeat it back to you. So the, so the person would say, okay, awesome. We got one grande, no whip mocha, not fat. <laughs> My mom would like snap like that, non-fat. I said non-fat. Did you miss the non-fat milk? <laughs> and I'm like, just mom, like chill. Like, sometimes that's kind of just how life is, where it's like, man, one moment, I feel so kind. I feel so in love with Jesus. I feel so, I mean, the spirit and I are in sync. But then the next, you know, the, the, half the day later, it's like, man, does God even know who I am? Do I even want to be involved in church anymore? Do I even love God? Sometimes it, we, we, we choose our fruit sometimes, but then we choose our feelings other times. Nick Saban, the coach of, of the Alabama Crimson Tide, says it like this. The feelings come from the circumstance. The feelings come from the circumstance. The vision has to be the motivator for the choices you make. In other words, in other words the vision for our lives has to be abiding in Jesus and walking by his spirit. So that when we, when we don't feel like doing that, our vision is not, is not ah, I gotta, uh, my feelings feel this way. But my vision is like, hey, no matter how I feel, I'm going to make the decision to still love people. I'm going to make the decision to still abide in Christ. I'm going to still make the decision to wake up and watch church on a Sunday morning. I'm still going to make that decision. Living to measure yourself. Living to measure yourself can feel better. It can feel better because we like to judge our performance, but that's not walking by the Spirit. Fruit over feelings. Feelings sometimes, it feels better. feels better to walk by the law because I can judge how I'm doing. Walking in the Spirit gives the Spirit freedom and access to our lives. Walking by the Spirit. The Spirit produces the fruit. 
that which the law could not produce in us. There's a, a, a bridge in, in Washington where I'm from. It's called the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. And um, the bridge is famous because it collapsed in 1940s and then they rebuilt it. But it was, it was built in July of 1940 and it collapsed four months later in November of 1940. And uh, what they really learned from it is they learned there's a lot of modern technology and stuff that came out of building a suspension bridge from the collapse of the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. And if you look at old footage, you will see the bridge, you'll see cars, I'm not joking, like Google this. You'll see, the, you'll see the cars, the bridge is going like this. It's, it, it's going like that. And then some footage, you can see the bridge going like this. And so you'll see cars, you know, like uh, you see a car trying to drive in a straight line. It's like a roller coaster, like, ah, I'm getting, you know, car sick right now. But what they learned from that is they learned, they were able to advance their technology from the wind currents that were hitting the bridge and they were able to advance their technology and see how we build modern day British state just from the collapse of that bridge. But isn't that like how life is? It just feels like I'm vacillating between fruit, feeling, fruits, my feelings, fruits, my feelings. How long can you withstand that wind? How long can you withstand the wind of fruit, feelings, fruit? It's no wonder sometimes we just want to give up because, hey, we're fruits feelings fruits how how long can we build our lives like that part of living by the spirit is recognizing that there's going to be moments where i fail there's going to be tough moments but i'm building my life on jesus because if i build my life on my feelings there's only so much i can take of going fruit feelings fruit feelings so how does fruit appear in our lives number one we choose fruit over feelings. Number two, we focus on fruit. We focus on fruit. See, there's a difference between success and fruitfulness. See, sometimes we can, uh, we can marry the two and we can say, you know, success and fruitfulness are the same things. They're not. Success is different than fruitfulness. Success is something that I can achieve. I can have a list of goals and I can say, this is what I'm working towards. Like, this is success, right? This is what I'm focused on, and I can hit that. I can attain that, right? Fruitfulness is when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, and he begins to do something in us internally that, that we begin to see the fruit of, that is produced in us. So we, we must focus on fruit, not success. There's, um, I remember when I got baptized. I was seven years old. And uh, I got baptized in the church that I went to in Washington. And uh, we always did baptisms in the PM service. And so uh, 6 PM, it's baptism night. Everybody's pumped. I have no idea what's going on because I'm seven. And, uh, you know, I, I remember the, the guy who was in charge of the baptism team, he left the water heater on all afternoon. And so the water was like scolding hot by the time that we got there uh, at night. And I remember walking down, we had this baptismal that was in the sanctuary, throwback. And you'd walk down these stairs and you, you know, you walk down the stairs and then the whole church can see you. And they, you know, they celebrate and pray and all that kind of stuff. And I remember going down the steps into the baptismal in my foot hitting the water. And I said, nope, I'm out. And I turned around, I turned around and I like walked I walked back up. I was like, I'm not going into that water, man. I'll be baptized next month. Like, this is not. And my dad, my dad's at the top of the stairs, and he said, nope, 
everybody in here is watching. I'm not going to be embarrassed by this. And he picks me up and throws me back down into the water. And that was how I got baptized. But <laughs> yeah, baptism by fiery water. And so, you know, I, I, I remember I was focused not on baptism, but I was focused on the hot water. And my dad was focused on, you know, being, not being embarrassed, not on baptism. But that's how life is. What we focus on, we will achieve. And if we focus on success, no doubt we will hit success. We just won't hit success in fruitfulness. Because fruitfulness comes from the work of the Holy Spirit, that which we cannot do. See, fruitfulness is not our responsibility. It's God's responsibility. All that we have to do is yield our lives and say, Jesus, all that I am is yours. God, do a work in me. Pastor Robert Ferguson says this. He says, success is external possession. Fruit is internal transformation. Success is possible. And fruit is impossible. Because fruit is not something you do. It's God's responsibility. John 15, 5. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. And he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Remember that. You are the branches. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from Jesus, we can do nothing because success comes from divine strength, but fruit comes from an admission of our human weakness. I need Jesus. I need the Holy Spirit in my life. I need the Holy Spirit to work internally in me. Fruit is, is how you leave your legacy. You want to leave a legacy? It's submit your life to God. Because that's where the fruit is. Because the, what is done inside of you will flow out of you for generations. Success. If it's by our efforts, then it's just religion. It's just religion. I don't want religion. I want a relationship with Jesus. You will tell people by their fruit, not by their success. So number one, we choose our fruit over feelings, and we got to focus on our fruit. But number three, fruit grows. Fruit grows. Galatians 5.22 in the New Living Translation says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. The Holy Spirit is the one who produces this kind of fruit in our lives. I love this. We, th this is uh, one of the reasons I love Zoe so much is we have built Zoe off of this belief that in this value and standard that we have for our church, that we will help people find freedom. Like we're going to disciple, we're going we're gonna to build people up, we're going to help people grow. We're going to do everything that we can to help people along their journey of growth. That is a value for us. But growth takes time. It doesn't happen in a day. Fruit grows. Notice what Paul does. He says the deeds of the flesh are X, Y, and Z. But he says the fruit of the spirit that is produced in you. In other words, the deeds are the things you and I can do. But the fruit, fruit implies growth. Fruit implies growth. In, in high school, uh, I played basketball. Um, was the only Indian guy on my team. And I played basketball and I ran track. And um, Basketball is played in the winter, 
and track, you run track and field in the spring. And so I remember I would, you know, I would spend all season long working out and running and basketball, and I was in really great shape, and I, I would go into track season, like, in the, just the best basketball shape. I'm 17 years old. I'm fired up. I'm like, man, I'm in great shape right now. I feel so good. And then I would get to track, and uh, I would be thrown up in the garbage can by the end of practice. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like this. I'm like, <gasps> Like, I'm, I'm out of breath. I'm like, God, you have to save me right now. Like, all of us teammates are, like, on the field at the very end, just lying in the grass. Like, what just happened to us? And th- what happens is it's a different kind of shape that you have to be in. It's two different sports, and it's a different kind of shape. The basketball shape is different than track and field shape. To run 300s, to run 400s, to run 800s, you have to be in a different kind of shape. It's expanding your lung capacity to be able to run and sprint that long. But after a while, after a while, after week two, I was, you know, still hands on my knees, but I'm like, all right, I feel a little bit better. I can, you know, drive home and feel fine about life. And then, you know, by week three, I was kind of like, hey, hey, all right. It's kind of, it kind of feels nice here. And then, you know, by week four, I'm like, hey, I got my lungs, right? Like, I'm jumping back and forth, like, I got this, I got this, right? And, and that's because why? My lung capacity was, was growing. See, growth, at first, it may feel like I got my hands on my knees, this hurts, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? But it's just gradual. It's gradual. So, there may be a day where it's like, man, I really, I really got, like, I was nice, I was faithful, I was kind, I was gentle. There may be a day where it's like, I didn't really hit that. And it's okay. It's okay because we're living a life that is submitted to Jesus and saying, I may not be perfect every day. I may not hit it every day. I may not be excellent every day. But I've made the choice for growth. Growth is that thing that is gradual and slow. It's hardly ever seen during the process. Only after it's happened can we see it. When, when you see a child grow, you, you just the natural response is to say, oh, man, you've grown so much. You don't ask a child, how does it feel to grow this past year? Like, it's just, it's gradual. It's every day. Growth is is gradual it's slow and it happens every day just by putting one foot in front of of the other and saying i've got this i'm yielding my life to the holy spirit jesus you are with me it's gradual and slow when i uh i did a leadership college uh right after high school and after the first year of the leadership college my parents told me i had to get a job and uh there was this guy in the church that had come uh to uh, you know, a few of us, uh, a few of us young guys that were serving in the youth and, you know, said, hey, I got this job for you. And uh, it's cleaning. Uh, we In Washington, we call them honey buckets. But here in California, you just call them porta potties. And, you know, the things you kick over at Coachella. And so, uh, you know, it, it was my job to clean those. And so there was a few of us guys that were like, hey, the pay is really well. It's benefits. We're 19. We're like, dang, like we've never had benefits in our life. So we're like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do it. So we all interview for the job and we're all like, we're all fired up. First day I show up, none of my friends were there. They all quit before we even started and didn't tell me. So I'm there by myself and uh, I'm sitting in my Honda Civic and um, I, my prayer that day and, 
and I really felt like the Lord speaking to me that day, and something that I've just continued to pray over and over throughout my life is, I just prayed that day, Lord, help me to walk by the Spirit, not by the flesh. Just help me to walk. And every day, every day that I've shown up for work, every day that I wake up, I just pray that same prayer. Lord, help me to walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. Growth is not seen. It's not seen. You don't, you don't see the growth in the winter on a tree. You see the result of the growth during the winter for the tree in the springtime. Trees don't look like they're growing during the wintertime, but during the springtime, they blossom, they bloom. You're like, man, this is a beautiful tree. It's because of what happened during the winter. Fruit being evident in your life, being produced in your life, comes from just that daily decision to say, I'm going to grow. And I may fail today, but tomorrow is a new day. Mercy is new in the morning. Jesus is still for me. He's still walking with me every step of the way, and I trust him. So fruit over, fruit over our feelings, focus on fruit, fruit grows. And then last but not least, and I'm going to ask the band to come up, number four, fruit flows from relationship. Fruit flows from relationship. John 15, 16, this is just a couple verses uh, later after I am the vine and you are the branches. Jesus continues to say to the disciples, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. He appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. He may give to you. See, the, the trouble sometimes that we can find ourselves in is that when we're focused on success or when we're focused on the external, we forget, we forget to worship the one who actually provides the fruit and does the work internally in our lives. Fruit is to flow out of a relationship with Jesus. That's why sometimes you meet a person and you are like, man, after you gave your life to Jesus, you've become so much more kind and faith-filled and generous. And why? It's because of the fruit of the Holy Spirit working in their life. Uh, a teacher at the University of Nottingham said this, he said, the constant choice to abide in Christ is the fruit of the Spirit. And abiding in the choice is also a fruit of the Spirit. We are still choosing it, but we are choosing it because we are saying yes to God's more fundamental yes to us in Jesus, of which the Spirit is the promise and the seal. You were created for fruitfulness and chosen for fruitfulness. God has not abandoned you. He has not given up on you. You may think like, oh, I'm such a failure, but that's why I love that series that we did a couple weeks ago. It's never too late. God is right on time with you. He believes in you. He is for you. He has not given up on you. This is the power of the gospel. This is the power of walking with Jesus. This is the power of walking by the Spirit that when we yield our lives to Jesus, He does not give up on us, but He says, I have chosen you. I have a plan for your life. You are not a mistake. You were designed. You were purposed. You were chosen for fruit. If you believe it, I need to hear an amen.
put it in the chat. You were chosen for fruitfulness. You were designed for fruitfulness. Some of us have tried Christianity and we've walked away from it because we were trying Christianity. We don't try Christianity. We are in Christianity because Christianity is a relationship with Jesus, a recognition that Jesus is our God and that we follow him every step of the way. No matter what happens, no matter what mistakes we make, we believe that Jesus is for us. And so we may have tried Christianity and we may be exhausted from trying to succeed, exhausted from trying to love, exhausted from trying to be kind, exhausted from trying to be self-controlled. And it's because we're trying to do it in our own efforts. But let me encourage you today. It's not by your effort. It's through Jesus working in you. All you have to do is say, Jesus, here I am. Do something new in me. Do a new work. Send revival. Breathe a fresh wind over my life. Holy Spirit, work in me. I am am your child, God. I choose to give you my life. All that I am is yours. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We abide, we remain, and we stay. And as a result, the fruit begins to grow. I leave you with this. It's a quote from an old missionary, Hudson Taylor. And he says, branches were were not designed to produce fruit. They were designed to have fruit produced through them. That's why I said earlier, remember you are a branch because you were not designed to produce the fruit. You were designed to have fruit produced through you. Some of us, the hardest thing that about our life right now is we're trying to be God. Don't try and be God. Let God be God. Be the person that he's created you to be. Let fruit be produced in you. Don't try and be something that you're not supposed to. You're not the savior of the world, and he's never put that on you. You're not supposed to save people. You're not supposed to save your family. You're not supposed to save yourself. He died on a cross for your sins, and he said, I will take the punishment. I will be the person that will take sin and shame, and I will be the one that produces fruit in you. All you have to do is yield your life. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I'm yours. All you have to do is submit to the Holy Spirit every day. The gardener doesn't make the fruit grow. He just prepares the soil that the fruit can grow in. So today, as we pray, come on, let's pray together. Jesus, we offer our lives to you.